0: wanted to do, he did. He turned water into wine, and if he wanted to, he could have turned wheat into marijuana, or sugar into cocaine, or
1: vitamin pills into amphetamines. He walked on the water and swam on the land. He would tell these stories, and people would listen. He was really cool. If you were blind or lame, you just went to Jesus, and he would put his hands on you, and you would be healed. That's so cool. He could have played guitar better than Hendrix. He could have told the future.
0: He could have baked the most delicious cake in the world. He could have scored more goals than
1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send into us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be professional critics, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments here. We're just putting new music in front of you, encouraging you to interact with it. If you like something, even if we don't, buy it. Go see a band, buy a t-shirt. Pick up a record. Do whatever. Don't take our opinions to heart. The format of the show is equally simple. Don't even simple. listen to the show. Don't even listen at all. Just skip for Just click the links in the show notes. Yeah. You know, and right. then listen to the bands and come to your own conclusions. Right. Yeah. Just just bypass the show yeah. entirely. Don't even, listen, don't even listen to it at all. If you're <laughs> right. going to take what we say to heart, don't even listen to it. That's true, Yeah. Yes, the format is equally simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener-submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between 5 and 7 bands per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it's podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to shoot us a text message or leave us a voicemail, it's 260-222-8341. And you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash A couple quick points up top. Wanted to shout out. Uh, we'll be doing like a, a a year end best of wrap up. You know, not a best of, but just a stuff we liked this year. episode. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not even a best of because I just forget about I, things that come out, dude, and I do my best to I keep don't track pay attention. of stuff. We
2: talk about it every year. We always say we're oh, sorry we don't really
1: keep this. I don't. I try. Like when if I if I think of it, something while I'm listening to it, I'll try to like add it to a Spotify playlist where I can just amalgamate everything I've listened to this year. But I th- I looked and I think I've added. F- Fifteen. Yeah. Things. See, I have to go back <laughs> through my bookmarks and yeah. my like my YouTube history stuff and, and like like, you know, like oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to do a preemptive shout out of the Broken Vow record. I they're they're young guns from uh, the northeast. I had them out to the house once. I really liked them live. Uh, I liked the previous releases too, but they just released an LP called uh, Anthropocene, and uh, it really fucking rocks. Um, it really really nails like the nineties vegan straight edge, not metalcore per se, but like the stuff that kind of straddled the line between like what was at the time called new school hardcore and the more metallic hardcore stuff like Strain. It's very much in the vein of like, I don't know, classic west coast or pacific northwest acts that were doing stuff like that and i think uh i've seen a lot of like younger kids writing for it but we have a lot of older listeners who definitely came up on that Mm. specific Mm -hmm. era and style of shit that's where the vast majority of our listenership sits and it might have passed you by because it's a lot of young kids with fat black X's running around uh, pumping this shit that you may not follow on social media or pay attention to and it's a really really good record that I would recommend any of our older listeners who were into to strain and like the new age records standouts of the uh, mid to late 90s would check out hey just look at the fucking font choice for their yeah. band name for sure they're, they're not uh, they're not making any sort of they're not being coy about where the influences are coming no, from right no, no. it's really really really, really good. I I like it a whole lot. I think there's, Magnitude is the bigger band doing that same sort of thing, and I really liked the Magnitude LP from this year, but I actually think the Broken Vow record might be a little bit better, or just a little bit more to my taste. Um, Beyond that, uh, my band Colossal Man played Sweatfest up in Michigan, up in Grand Rapids on on Saturday. Um, Race Trader played, uh, this band Spaced from Buffalo played, our buddies, Absolute Truth from Chicago played. C. Dio Oskieri from Chicago, who I like a lot, played. Um, thanks to Brett for having us. I don't know if Brett listens to this show. I doubt it. Thanks for having us out. I think it was the last year that he's doing this. It was in a spot called Skeletones, which we nice. used to have a, a bar called skeletons. Yeah, Skeleton. Yeah, Skeletones, Skeletons. It's such a funny naming Skelefellas. convention. Yeah. <laughs> Skellafellas would, would be good. fucking Skelefellas awesome. But perfect. Skeletons, Skeletones is just like it's miraculous to me that that ever makes it past, you know, one, one person that you're like, you're bouncing it off
2: of. How many like skeletons holding martini glasses? Yeah. You know, like in that motif. Sure.
1: Social D motif. Do you imagine in places like this? Yes. Many. Uh, but it was a, it was a nice spot. Sounded good. Uh, I will say this though. And I'm saying this as a guy who was genuinely grateful to be asked. Um, my hatred for fests is like more cemented than ever particularly a one day fest with <laughs> with like 20 bands and
2: so that sucks but that that sucks but it's funny because like we've been on the tip now we're like we're old three-day fast fuck you just give me the top like 15 in one day yes and
1: now it's like
2: one day fest. yeah but it was i don't think so but it was a
1: one day it was a one-day fest with like 20 bands
2: yeah just give me like i don't know can you give me like a mid-afternoon fest yeah
1: mid-afternoon like
2: three five bands (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's not a fest at all.
2: It is what you make. That's just a normal it show. Is what you make.
1: <laughs> I think if you're gonna do a one day fest, like a twelve band max, maybe ten is really it. Like a ten band fest with like adequate changeover time that is both brief but reasonable. Because they had now everything was backlined, which was fucking sick, and it was run really well. Brett did a very good job considering the circumstances, but there were 10-minute changeover times, which is literally impossible. It's not possible to do. A drummer can't break down, and then another drummer set up cymbals and snare and shit, and then do a quick line Uh. check in 10 fucking minutes. It's literally impossible to do. So by the time we played, which was in the middle of the day, he gave us a sweet spot. So God bless you, Brett, for doing that. It was fucking sick. Um, He was about 15 minutes behind when we played, uh, we played at, like, we were supposed to play at 4.30. I think we played at 4.55. Yeah. Five. Yeah. We are like, okay, that's pretty reasonable. And by the end of the fest, it was a full, like, two hours because it was just sure, incrementally. Sure, it just keeps building. You yeah. just add no another 10 minutes and, and each And here's time. the
2: thing. Like, you someone has to pay the fucking price. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And as a promoter, you'd be like, "I'm sorry, guys. We're running a half hour late. You need to hurry the fuck up yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> no doubt there, right? Yeah, like no now, yes, for sure. And
2: you're going to crack the whip on an, on the next group, the next bunch of you too. You need to fucking go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Stop fucking around. Oh, fine. Don't fucking
1: play. Who gives a shit? I will say, I think everybody was doing their best on that one. It's just like ten minute breakdown, changeover. It's just not possible, I'm telling you, man. Just have everybody play at once. There's that's the that's the key. That's the right. key to doing these one day fests. Bring all your own gear. Right. Let's just all play at once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all playing at once. And just whoever you want to see, you got to stand as close just, as possible. Yeah, as close as you can. Just, just turn to them. Per- perk your ears up. Right. You know? I kinda,
2: Personally, I kind of like the idea. Like, this is an old joke. This is an old bit for us. Yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Right. I fucking do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. 16 band fest. Yeah. 16 drummers on stage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Like 25 fucking guitarists. Right. 16 bassists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ob- obviously. All at once. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fucking awesome, dude. Um, do you have... I have one... I have a discussion, a quick discussion topic that may, may take up the vast majority of our preamble Well, let's 90. get into...
2: I, I want to apologize for something.
1: Okay. I uh, fucked up. Okay.
2: Um, last week, we listened to All You Need Is Kill. Uh-huh. And... I mentioned an Australian band and I was like, I think it kind of hits me the same way. So I went back and listened to said Australian band. Yeah. I wish I could go back in time and execute myself <laughs> okay, for sure. listening to that band. Okay. We just listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's way too jumped the fuck up. It's and like very twisted. My, in my recollection, it was not nearly so much Mudvayne.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
2: As there was in there in 1997. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? That can't be right. And I went to the next track. I'm like, nah. So listen, I can't in good conscience say, yeah, check that record out. Cause I can't fucking stand that record.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. It was
2: 22 year old me liked it. 20 w- year old me liked it.
1: There were parts of it that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking with this. But the vocal delivery was very like, and, 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 it, and,
0: it, just,
2: and it never like lands on something and sticks. And that's, yeah. I guess that's part of the stick with it. At the yeah. time it hit me. Sure. Um, but I also hadn't been completely fucking like uh saturated like, the airwaves hadn't been completely saturated, right? With uh, sick, twisted psychos,
1: right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And
2: uh, but yeah, if I could go back in time, I'd fucking put a bullet in my own brain.
1: Okay, fair. So the thing I wanted to talk about this week, just real quick, and we, we've talked about it on this show before, and I don't think we have to go too long on this because, f- frankly, I think we've cracked the code on it, which is why I want to bring this up. Let's
2: get
0: into it.
1: And because we have a fair amount of uh, overlapping listenership with Axe to Grind. On last week's episode, they had Michael Thorne on, who I think listens to the show. I know he had the very least posts in the group. Mike used to write for MRR back in the day. If you used oh, to, oh re- yeah, that's why I recognize. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you certainly have read his reviews if you were reading in the in the 90s, back into the 80s. I think he started going to shows in 86, sure. 87, right? And now he does Razor Razor Blades and Aspirin, yeah. so which is a regular zine and like website he maintains and whatnot. And he usually plugs it in the group and stuff. And dude has impeccable taste. So they had him on the show to discuss. Um, as as a sort of a counterpoint because Bob and Tom both have their feelings on it and Pat being the guy that he is, is usually in the camp of devil's advocacy for almost any mm-hmm. topic you can throw at him. that's just he's got oppositional defiant disorder, I think. and so they've been talking recently because it's A germane topic, uh, corporatism, like the invasion of corporatism into subculture spaces, specifically into hardcore. And Mike is an MRR guy, right? So you can imagine where he lands on that topic. So they had him on and it was mostly a discussion between Mike and Pat in which, much like the born against sick of it all discussion, they kind of are just talking past each other and not even really (laughs) <laughs> they're like they are speaking about the same subject, but seemingly coming at it from such different understandings that they're not actually making points that are germane. Here,
2: here here's here's my 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 quick my quick sort of assessment of this without you going any further. Yeah. Who's paying who at the time? Who's making money doing what at the time? Sure. Right? Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. I mean if if you if you if you're getting fed at
1: the trough, right. you're sure as shit not gonna bitch about it. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And so here is my simple, because the the I guess the question that Bob posed is like you can have a more in-depth discussion about whether it's good, whether it's bad, uh, whether uh, you can have a healthy indifference to it because it always just comes and flows and it's constantly in flux. But I think the question more was like, can this remain, can you be of subculture and like take the corporate check? Can you be of subculture while simultaneously aspiring to transcend subculture in this specific instance, hardcore. And I think our answer to this question repeatedly on this show has just been that I think in this exact moment, people really want to have their cake and eat it too on this subject. And in the past bands didn't have that sort of hang up. I think because hardcore specifically is so deeply ingrained and entrenched now over 40 years, people who come from it have a really tough time letting it go when they achieve the next sort of uh when they, they when they step up to the next echelon of like uh of of musical success, right? Be that creatively, uh monetarily, just the scope of your band, but in the past like Bad brains, right? We've talked about them on the show before. In this exact context, they started as one of, if not the foundational hardcore acts. Yeah, like... Yeah, for sure. And then they became a different thing yeah. because they aspired to other things and hardcore kids still enjoyed them right. and respected them and gave them the flower, their flowers. And, they signed.
2: Some, and some didn't. Yeah, sure, right.
1: And they signed to a major and they did records that most people didn't really like. right? And they were obviously a different thing. And this has happened many, many times in the history of hardcore. But in this exact moment, bands really, really want to cling to like this subculture identity and claim to be a hardcore band while at the same time, like doing the Monster Energy Tour and opening for Limp Bizkit and writing records that are decidedly not hardcore. Right. And I think my simple answer to this is that. It's fine to want either, but you just can't have both. Sure. You just can't be on Warner Brothers Records opening for Limp Biscuit, and be like, yeah, we're a hardcore band. Yeah. You're not. You're a band that came from hardcore, and maybe you still make music that's very similar to it in the same way that Biohazard is kind of uncanny valley, and nobody has taken away the fact that Urban Discipline fucking rips and was deeply influential. They, They weren't really a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Not really. They were kind of of a similar thing that was closely adjacent, in the same way that, like, early 90s Sepultura was incredibly influential on 90s hardcore, and those guys were rocking sick of it all, fucking jackets and stuff. They weren't a hardcore band. They were a metal band that started playing stuff that veered into groovy territory that a lot of hardcore bands took cues from, and I think historically bands have had not had any issue. The Life, Life of Agonies of the world, uh, the Vision of Disorders of the world have no problem had no problem taking cues from this world, being of this world, and then stepping into a different world and giving a nod to the places hey, that they came from. Just
2: a minute, you, you fucking sold out. Yeah,
1: and that's fine. Like, the thing is, if your aspiration is to do more with music than to play <laughs> in a DIY space or a basement... That's fucking cool. It's not mine, right? Like, for me, the basement is enough. That's it. That's the beginning and the end. It's the beginning and the end. And I fully commiserate with people who don't feel that You know
2: how many bands I stopped going to see because there'd be more than, like, 100 people at their show? Yeah, it just
1: gets less fun for me. As it scales up, I just have less fun. I, Look at
2: the size of that centipede on the wall. Holy shit. Where at? It went down behind my anvil over there by the blasphemy flag. Oh, Christ. It's huge. Ah, Jesus. It looks like a
1: mouse. I fucking hate those things, but yeah. they, we, we But we share a hatred of those. Yeah, but you, you're squeam- more squeamish about them. Man. I fucking hate them, man. Uh, I'm going to be looking over my shoulder the rest of the night. I'll let
2: you know when it's coming. <laughs>
1: If you see me, if you see me smiling and looking past, don't you, look, don't. Deny. You know, it's you're coming. gonna be fucking with me all uh, fucking you know night. It's coming. You're gonna fuck with me all night about this. But anyway, so that's my simple answer to this question, and I think we can like we can just end the debate here. You can have feelings about it one way or the other, but I I think that the minute that you take the Taco Bell money, you take the PBR money. Uh, you're just doing a different thing. And it's fine if you want to do a different thing. And it's fully fine if you just want to cash in on the moment and, like, make a little bit of money playing music. That's fucking cool, man. Whatever. I really have no qualms or beef with this. I just think that, like, in order to preserve the culture, you have to make a delineation at some point between, like, where hardcore music ends and where something else begins. And for me, it is corporate intervention. It is major labels. It is taking major corporate sponsorships and everybody has different ethical lines on that. I'm not even taking an ethical stance on it. I have my feelings about it. Right. i sure. But I think that's not even germane to the discussion. I think we all just have to be adults and say, yeah, turnstile was a hardcore band. Now they're not right. Right. No Scal was problem. a hardcore band. Now they're not Malachi from Scal a homie. You know what I mean? Cool dude. Like him a lot. I think they're doing something else. Now they're playing songs that sound like whole they're touring with Limp Bizkit. Godspeed to them.
2: Got the hooks in them, man. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, Godspeed to them. They're doing a different thing. And I think it's okay, and everyone should be okay with just saying, we used to be this, yes. and now we're that.
2: You know what? And, and and if you're not okay with it, those bands don't exist anymore.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure.
2: Like, you know, you can delineate your own sphere of of, of acknowledgement.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, is, like, you also can... Yes, that's a very good point, too, is that you can just draw your own lines and have your own feelings about it. Right. Without having...
2: It's, you know, happens all the time. Yo, that first record's fucking good. Yeah. Second record, fuck it.
1: Yeah. That sucks. For sure, yeah.
2: And that's all the more discussion you need from it. Yeah.
1: Right? I would agree. It doesn't matter. I think people get really in the weeds in this, and I have feelings about it. I think the only reason that I feel strongly about it is because I... Mike pointed out something really, I think he, he summarized something in a concise fashion that I've had difficulty summarizing, which is that the issue that he has with the idea of taking the corporate money and saying, yeah, this is still hardcore. This is still subculture is that it speaks to a larger lack of vision, right? And taking the fast money hobbles the opportunity to come up with creative solutions because I think everybody generally agrees that like there could and should be more money within subculture within hardcore for a long time. Shows should cost more than they do. People should be more willing to spend money on merch and seeing bands than they are. But the problem is when you just take the PBR money or whatever the fuck else is that it totally, it takes you out at the knees and it absolutely works against the basic foundational ethic of the thing, which is that we can do it ourselves. That's and right. I think that you can generate, you can do a show with like, you, you, you know, you talk about like Live Nation owned venues and stuff and like where, where are bands going to play? There's no 300 cap, cap rooms Doing in this yourself. town. You can do it. What, what's the old acronym? DIY, baby. DIY. And it's possible. You just, I think the thing that Mike was correctly pointing out is it's just such a lack of vision. Yeah. And I think that's my qualm with it, right? It's just because taking the fast money is so antithetical to the basic foundational ethic. And It, I f- it
2: exists outside. Exactly. It exists outside of it. Exactly. It's a totally separate
1: thing. Yes. That
2: other thing, that other thing that's driven by a bunch of big money and all that stuff, it could go away. Yeah. And you wouldn't notice it in the basement. Exactly. You wouldn't notice it all.
1: And if you want to scale up your scene, if you want to scale up your shows, it's f- you're fully able to do that, man. Like You just have to think creatively about the problem. And I'm not a particularly smart guy with, a, a, with an abundance of ingenuity. And I manage to book shows that draw 150 kids in very non-conventional spaces. And if I wanted to book a band that I knew was going to draw three or 400 kids, I could find a space to do that in this town. I've been doing it for a long time, but... Largely, I mean, the first show I ever booked in this town was at a fucking uh, fire, a repurposed firehouse that was, like, uh, probably a 200, 250 cap, and we filled the room. You know what I mean? It's it's fully possible to do it. So don't take the fast money if you can help it. Think creatively about what you want to do and think about, like, the scene that you're building that you want to build and the way that you want to build it because it's possible to do it at a grassroots level and to scale up slowly in such a way that everything is preserved within the context of this subculture without having to take Listen. the corporate handout.
2: Listen, I don't make a fucking dime
1: yeah. in any of this. Well, quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. <laughs>
2: yes. I've lost a lot of money. I've lost this. a lot of money. A yeah. lot. Yes, thousands, like, many thousands. Like, boy, my retirement nest egg would look great if I didn't do this. Yeah, crazy. You know? Yeah. I'd be in great shape. Absolutely. Right? Um, I don't know, man. It's like if, if money becomes the primary concern. Yeah. Right? And you got to make a living, I suppose. Sure. I don't know, man. It's, it's just a different thing. It's just a different thing, then.
1: Let's just call it a different it's thing. It's just a different
2: thing. Yeah. And that's fine. Exactly. I'll just stop listening.
1: Sure. Or I'll just listen and say, this is different. <laughs>
2: this Not is me. different I'll be than like what I. I'm like these fuckers sold out. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Fuck this corporate bullshit. <laughs> you want to
1: fucking sell it back to me? Fuck yeah you. true yes I, I, I mean i've had lots of com- conversations about that too but so there you go there's our there's our simple solution to the problem
2: which is basically it always who gives a shit right like if you sum it down if, right. you, if, you, if you take it down to a three-letter response yeah who gives a shit who gives a shit Four,
1: yeah. I guess. Four-word response. Four-word four word response. All right, so uh, in the queue this week, we have got uh, Field of Pain with their demo. This was sent in by Jake. It's, you know, it's got little devils on the cover and uh, some street-looking shit. Oh, yeah. I have to imagine that I, I have some some idea of what this Baggy is sound clothes, like. Baggy
2: clothes, little devils. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have a beat that Rick goes... Wall. Yeah, it's going to have a beat that goes... City. To the silhouette of a, of, a, of a concrete jungle in the background. Yeah, I know what's going I on I know yeah. what's
1: going on. One of them's pissing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is is some fucking piss music. (laughs) uh, Next, we've got Obsessed Tact with I've Been slash Feel No. This is a two-song release. uh, That is uh, This is Jesse, who plays in Big Laugh. This is like his solo indie rock project that just dropped today. Uh, I saw a bunch of people posting about it, and this was sent in to, uh, to us by our buddy Will from Chicago. Um, then we've got Stingray with Fortress Britain. Stingray fucking rocks, but I Mm -hmm. have not gotten around to listening to this record yet. Uh, don't know why. This is exactly what we were talking about at the top of the episode. This shit just slips by me. I forget about- There's so much of it. There's so fucking much of it. And so much- That's
2: why a top 10 list is fucking pointless.
1: Yeah, exactly. How, how can you, how can you- You know what? You know
2: what? You're just playing into their fucking hands. You make these top 10
1: lists and then all the moneyed interests (laughs) know where to come sniffing.
2: (laughs) Don't let them in. Don't let them in. <laughs> that's,
1: that's right. <laughs> Don't even talk about it. Right. Um, so this is the new Stingray record. It was sent in to us by Brody. I'm, I'm sure it fucking rips. Then we've got Daydream with Reaching for Eternity. This is a band out of Portland, Oregon, sent in by our buddy Adam Walker, who said it's just a uh, good hardcore punk out of, out of Portland. I haven't. Uh, this is not on my, on my radar at all. I have not seen this art bouncing around. Nope. I've not heard the name, uh, but I'm interested to check it out. Then we have got uh, we have got Bird's Cage with empty empties the can. This was sent in by Cody. Um, said that this is like some young bucks playing garage rock from Mansfield, Ohio, and it was produced by a couple of the folks from the band Vacation, who is like uh, criminally slept-on band in my mm-hmm. opinion. And uh, this is like a. I don't know, like 22-song <laughs> record that came out this year Jesus. that uh, Cody said was uh, was also very slept on. This is the worst band camp page I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, um, it, it's pretty bad. You can't read any of the songs. It's like a light blue Yeah, you got to highlight on. it all. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute fucking nightmare. What are so. you thinking? Um, you guys should have looked at this before you <laughs> just don't said, fuck like... Fuck you. Yeah, get rid of this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you. But so evidently, this is some cool garage rock shit. Then we've got Mean Jeans with Blasted. This was sent in by Joey. Mean Jeans is a band that I know the name of, but have never actually listened to on purpose because they're on Fat Records, and I am a hater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Records is one of those ones that's like, nah, I don't think Yeah, so. Fat Records, like epitaph for most of their existence is just like nah I'm good man Uh, but Joey said that this is like broadly speaking kind of Ramones inspired pop punk shit
2: Heaven Moto, maybe?
1: Yeah, just like Heaven Moto, exactly. Um, Then we have got Stepmother with Planet Brutalicon. Uh, This was sent in by Derek, who said it's some Australian garage rock shit that would be uh, right at home on one of the Nuggets comps, which sounds right up my alley because I love the Nuggets comps and I love Australian garage rock. Then we have got Goro with Prince of Pain. This was sent in by Josh. <laughs> this is great. I love just naming your band after a Mortal Kombat character and then using said character as right. the art. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And Prince of Pain is also, like, I think is how he is described, not in the game, but... But in the Mortal Kombat film, okay, the he, the film, yes, yes, uh, I, I, not I, a movie, I, it's a film, the film, the film, yes, I believe Shang Tsung <laughs> they dis, the, discussed recently on on uh, on one of the Glass Cannon episodes is it the, the difference between a film and a movie? Well, Mortal Kombat, Mortal is Kombat a film. is a film, it's a film. Uh, so yes, I think in the film Mortal Kombat, Shang Tsung says Goro, the Prince of Pain. Yeah. So it's not this isn't even from the source material, right? You shoot him. <laughs> For, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck? What, what the fuck am I doing? Look at this thing. Just shoot it. Just shoot him. Yeah, just Indiana Jones. This guy. But yeah, love the love the move here. Everything about that. Very sick. Um, then we have got uh, Fentanyl Tapwater with their split. Uh, they split with disposal unit. This was sent in by Matt, who plays in the band uh, Fentanyl Tapwater, otherwise known colloquially amongst friends uh, as a Fetty Tap. Uh, they are like a drum and bass band that I think one of, I think they share members with like Leaking Head and Hallucination Realized. Okay. I think maybe Tim plays in this band, plays drums in this band. Um, And then last up, we have got Halleck Kigyok. I'm sure that's not pronounced correctly, but their self-titled release is a band out of Hungary. It was sent in by, uh, well, I forgot who to (laughs) write. I forgot to write down who sent this in. So uh, my bad, but uh, it is uh, post-punk, uh, with uh, hardcore tinge, a thing that has been very much in the ether over the last few years, we'll see if this is a uh, see if this is a compelling version of that. Yeah. So uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up. Uh, one. Okay, one is one is these little devils. Uh, so this is Field of Pain uh, with their uh, with featuring their, scorn, featuring scorn with a K. Yeah. And now I don't know if scorn is a person, a person or a band. I do like the idea. Here's a good idea. Is be a band featuring another band but and no have, have the whole band come that no <laughs> one knows, but also have the whole band on the track. Yeah.
2: I love, yeah, that's pretty sick. You know what I mean? Right. Have the whole band just play your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. For sure. Or like hand it off to them. Right, right. Like halfway through the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like. like Yo, like, kick it to him.
2: Right. You know? And, and then scorn comes in yeah, and lays yeah, yeah, lays yeah, yeah. down
1: the rest of the track. That's not a bad idea,
2: dude. I also like the idea of featuring scorn. Like, who gives a shit? Right,
1: oh. yeah, yeah. We always talk about like featuring. It's like, <laughs> dude, dude, who cares? Yo, who cares about featuring? This is not this is not fucking P. Diddy featuring Mace. You gotta give Scorn his due, man. I, mean, I guess his due, or their due. or hers. <laughs> their due? I don't I mean, we don't know. Their singular, their plural. I don't we know. We have no idea. I don't know about scorn, but we're gonna listen to the song Make 'em. Pay by Feel the Pain featuring Scorn.
0: Kill up, kill what the fuck you gonna do? I'm gonna cock my nine at... like a fucking disease. Now it's time to make, make a bitch big, 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 motherfucker big, 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 big,
1: That was Feel the Pain with Make'em Pay featuring the one, the only, Scorn on the track yeah. going wild, spitting hot, fire-hot verses. Yeah. Uh, I have to assume that Scorn was when the other voice came in. Well, that I'm was gonna, probably Scorn. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. This, uh, this put me down. It roughed me up. Yeah. Made me pay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. right yeah I've, I'm, I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder for the rest of the week now what did you mention about biohazard and our, and our little fucking pointless banter at the end yeah sure the sure The lasting yeah yeah this there's a there's a lot of that in this this is like when they were doing like the bouncy you know nyhc stuff it resonated more when they veered into like the slammier parts i was like okay Not not as interesting, but like all in all, like pretty pretty inoffensive, I guess. You know what I mean? But like I I this is another thing that like I want a rougher production on this kind of stuff. I want a more analog sound. I Um, want a
2: more concise Song,
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, tacking that extra breakdown on the and end just, there was like... Just give
2: it to me sharper, give it more, to me more concise, yeah. and actually just stop playing shitty fucking hardcore like this.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. There's, like, I
2: just... I, you know, We all know I fucking hate
1: this shit. There were bits and pieces in here that I liked, but, like, yeah, the, the, the more contemporary... I say contemporary, and it's 20 years old at this point, but yeah. the more contemporary, like, slammier breakdown parts in this just felt like incongruous with the bouncier nyhc stuff and there is plenty of nyhc stuff that is both bouncy and heavy a la early to mid 90s demise marauder and that kind of stuff but this didn't feel indebted to that in anything Besides general approach and attitude and presentation, but in sound it felt a lot more contemporary in a way that like doesn't really doesn't really strike me. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. This
2: was a fucking, this was a fucking bingo of shitty fucking hardcore.
1: It was a bingo. It was a bingo. Like I said, I think some of this stuff was uh, some of some of the parts of, the, of this song were like catchy enough. And yeah, you po- you have far more tolerance for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had
2: things in it that I hate, boasting. Yeah, right. Yes talking about how tough you are sure how hard things are how they're gonna make you pay how they're gonna fuck you up yeah i doubt it who cares sure you know what i mean dude it's I, just, yeah. you know and just musically whatever make it fast concise uh put some blasts in there um, <laughs> sure you know give me like a 30 give me like 30 seconds speed those riffs up cut out all the fucking bounce
1: and just blast it. <laughs> okay, so just play grindcore music <laughs> yeah. instead. Play despise you. <laughs> sure, play despise you. There you go. Just be a different band. Right. Nate's Nate's prescription for the problem: be a different type of band entirely. Yeah. My prescription is maybe just cut down on the uh, on the slammy or heavier bits because I thought the bouncy bits were uh, were. Competently competently enough played But there are a whole lot of bands Doing like real deal Old school 87 demo style New York hardcore stuff So well at this point That I don't need shit That's like On the periphery of that That is just pulling influences From that Because I can just get The real deal now We have no shortage Of that stuff out yeah. right now So um, Alright what's next Two all right. Two is Stingray with Fortress Britain. I stingray. Think, sting. Stingray. Stingray. Stingray with Fortress Britain. So uh, I think we're at the very least we're going to get some we're going to get some faster paces on this. Um, they've got the fifth song queued up to play, so we're going to listen to "Burning Swine" by Stingray off of Fortress Britain. <laughs> Swine by Stingray off of Fortress Britain. Uh, this is out like their first 7 inch from 2021 on uh, La Vida, SN- La- Vida S. and Muse, which makes sense. Um, and this is members I know of like Arms Race, Violent mm-hmm. Reaction, Acid, yeah. which obviously uh, a who's who of uh, UK hardcore of the last 10 or so years. And it fucking ripped, obviously. I thought the 7-inch was fucking great. Yep, 7-inch was good. I need to dig into the rest of this because it was fucking awesome. It's exactly what you would expect from the people who were playing this and the label that released it. And uh, also, they uh, I think I heard a come on, you cunt I was going to say,
2: that mosh call was fucking sick. I can't tell you how much that word meant this bass was in the same sort of spirit in the American lexicon.
1: I was going to say the exact same thing. Right. I was going to say I mean, the exact same thing. DIY, right? Yeah, let's just do it. We'll take it back. Take it. We, well, ju- well.
2: <laughs>
1: we, we we never used it in the first place. Well, no, but we're taking it back from we're t- it's we're taking it back from uh, those, those, <laughs> from th- who from th- th- from the bigots. Oh. <laughs> From the bigots, the, from the bigots who have used it to oppress women. Yeah, we're okay. gonna take it back. Yeah, no, it, I was, but I was gonna say the exact same thing, which is that it's such a shame that like. Cunt in America has the connotation that it does because yeah. like calling people like sick cunts and right. stuff is fucking awesome. Yeah, and know?
2: and th- that mosh call was fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, thrashy fucking
1: d-beat shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in
2: line with like a history of thrashy d-beat shit from like the late '80s in in the UK. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fucking good. And then a nice stompy mosh part at the end, just so they need to fucking clear that fucking bullshit, uh, make them pay. Yeah, out of my fucking head. This is what I like.
1: Yeah. Now we're talking hardcore. Yeah. This is fucking this, great. This was,
2: this was fucking good, man. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What else do you want? Uh, I want endless droves of burning swine. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, all right. I don't think we have much else to say about that. It's really good. What do you, what do you want from us? Um, let's uh, Let's see what's up next. Uh, five. All right. Five is Stepmother with Planet Brutalicon. Uh, this is the Australian stuff that was described as uh, belonging on a Nuggets compilation. Um There is no particular song recommended to us here, so we are just going to start at the beginning. So we're going to hear Fade Away by Stepmother off of Planet Brutalicon. Fade Away by Stepmother Off of Planet Brutalicon. <coughs> so just out of my, you know, need to be like a finicky little fucking mm. prick, I wouldn't say that this sounded like it could be on one of the Nuggets comps. This is definitely, you know, early, early 70s Detroit rock as opposed to a lot of the early to mid to late sixties uh, garage rock yeah, that let's, you find let's on the Nuggets split stuff. Some hair. Let's split some hairs here, right? right. This, this is this is this is definitely more
2: MC five.
1: Very MC five and in the long tradition of, you know, Australian garage rock and shit, it's also very uh, Radio Birdman, yeah. which is Detroit by way of Australia, right? Because I think Homeboy, who sang for that band and wrote the songs, was like uh, Detroit, a Detroit native who emigrated to uh, to sure. Australia. So, yeah, a lot of Radio Birdman in this, but in general, just a lot of, like, 70s fucking ripping proto-punk. Yeah. And this was done very well. Yeah. What fucking you-
2: sick. Yeah. I, i'm i'm really bummed that this is sold out
1: yeah you know because uh
2: yeah that's this is fucking sick this has got at least one person who was in witch with J mascus oh sure okay an annihilation time yeah, yeah yeah uh lecherous gaze so that all tracks for sure yeah yeah this is fucking sick this is uh a solid fucking piece of uh piece of uh music too like there's there's a good 40 35 40 minutes on here. Yeah, for sure. And if it if it all smokes like this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 hanging out for 12 tracks of this for sure. Yeah. The artwork is fucking sick. Did you see who put this out? Um Uh no. Okay, I didn't either. No. Uh, Legless Records. Legless. Okay. Legless. Okay, right on. Which yeah.
2: is uh are band based out of uh, Australia.
1: Yeah, I've we've had other legless stuff on the show before. I'm almost, I'm Stiff almost Richards positive. Stiff
2: Richards is on legless. Okay, they've got. Have we uh, had
1: Stiff Richards on the show before?
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe Coffin is on legless. Okay. Um, what else? There's a whole bunch of shit. Right, right look on. it up. Look, look it up. I was just wondering. You know, there's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Right, Cutters. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we've had Cutters Cutters is fucking sick. We've had Cutters on the show. So yeah, this was fucking sick, man. I mean, I don't. This. <laughs> This you're if if you like the sound of a guitar you you are required to like this <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah for sure I mean this is exactly what an electric guitar was made to do that's exactly right right yes and so yeah this is this was fucking super sick you keep mentioning the Nuggets comp mm-hmm. so uh, that word Nugget yeah Nuggets right is irredeemable like like I cannot remove it from the concept of Woods porn in my head. Okay. Like, when I was a kid, yeah. we talk about woods porn occasionally. Yeah. Shit. Dude, you used to find the wildest shit in the woods. Of course. Craziest. Yeah. Uh, we came across, some friends of mine and I came across a, a horde of porno mags in the woods back in, like, maybe, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before on the show. I've come across a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came ac- Dude, I came across a hunting stand in northern Michigan. Yeah, yeah. With, like, a stack of 50 Playboys and a bottle of booze in, <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a swamp in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Right? Yeah. I took the Playboys and I left them in hotel rooms as I worked and traveled around Michigan. Nice. I just I would stick them under the beds. Right, yeah. Stick them on top of the Bible in the, in the thing, you know? Sure. Anyway, one of the fucking mags, which is, like, the gnarliest thing, and it's still, in, it's still like, one of those, like, like core sort of, like, Im- like memories. Mm-hmm is uh, there was a mag- magazine called Nuggets. Okay. And it was just like the gnarliest shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, like German, like hard, like 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 really gnarly shit. And like 12-year-old me is like, what
1: the fuck?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Interesting. I'm
1: going to have to cannot, check in. Into... I cannot <laughs> hear the word Nuggets. Yeah, without thinking of that. Right. I'm going to have to check into that and see if, uh, I'm going to have to dig up dig up some, uh, some info on the Nuggets magazine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was in a dump. Yeah. Like, it was in a dump near uh, uh, Pleasant Unity, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And we just, it was the same, you know, it, we just bat out in the woods fucking shooting at shit, running, re- running wild, doing hick shit. Right, right. And there's a whole fucking stack of porno mags with one called Nuggets. Damn.
1: Yeah, coming across nuggets that can really that can really warp a young boy's hey, mind.
2: Get out in them woods, and you never know what you're gonna find.
1: That's true. Go search the woods. Uh, search the
2: <laughs> woods for uh, things that will stick in your 12 year old brain for fucking ever. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, what is uh, what is up next? Cucumbers, man. That was that was in nuggets. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was. Like,
2: what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Seven.
1: Okay, seven is uh, Hallett Kigiyok with their self-titled release. You know that's not right. I'm sure, of course. Of course <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like the first one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. The second one, no. No, there's
2: no way. Dude, look at that song title. Uh, the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: means yeah. connect. Well, luckily we were... Uh, it sounds like I'm saying something backwards. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're back masked. Yeah. Uh, so luckily the one that was recommended to us is the one that's actually just like a... It's like a, a, a very close to the American version of the word. So we're going to listen to Zimbiosis by Halid Kigioch off of their self-titled release. All right. <laughs> So we just listened to uh Zimbiosis by Hallett kigyok who I'm sure I'm pronouncing incorrectly off of their self-titled release. This is an eight song, eight song release that uh, just came out uh, at Feb- in the beginning of this year. So February 7th of 2023. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really good. That, I think that was my, the best thing
2: I've heard tonight. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Cause I really, really fucking like that stepmother. Yes. Stuff. Um, you know, Stingray was good, but, a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, this one. If I remember one fucking band from Tonight, yes.
1: it's that. Agree. So the thing about this that I liked so much is that, w- particularly when I hear, at this point, several years into doing this show, hardcore and post-punk mentioned in the same sentence, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting a lot of Tom and Snare. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: some very reverby chorus heavy guitars and a distant reverb laden voice yelling in the background. Mm. Right. And I'm expecting something typically in most examples of this, a little bit more lackadaisical, mostly hardcore with a little pinch here and there of like post-punk flavor. Uh, This was actually a lot more post-punk than it was hardcore. Yeah. But it it had like (laughs) that
0: edge. It had
1: that edge, but it was post-punk meets hardcore in the way that like the herky jerky weirdness of early bands like Sacker Trust yeah. is, and these guys were doing a fucking lot.
2: Oh yeah, there was a lot going on in there. They were dude. doing a lot. Like there were riffs aplenty. In yes, this. there were a lot of riffs in there, and and just like, just yeah, there. If you listened, there was there was some nice fucking like synth behind yeah. it that yep. was just providing some mood. The drums were nice and stompy and mid tempo yep. for sure. Um, and and. I really like the vocal delivery. For sure. I liked how, like, reedy and angular things yeah. in here were. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, everything about this is, is just a, a step above a lot of bands that would fall into the same general space. This was fucking sick. This was really, really good, man. I, I am going to listen to the rest of this. Yes. I uh, already put it on my want list on Discogs because it's sold out. Yeah, this is, this is really fucking good, man. I'm going to dive into the rest of this tomorrow at the, uh, at the record store when I have some downtime because uh, I liked this a lot. They're doing something. They're do, there's something in the water over in Hungary because uh, Hallett Kigyok uh, really fucking kicked kicked ass Um I'm stoked to check out the rest of this. Yeah. That, this, defi- this definitely my right favorite right. thing I heard tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, what's uh, what's next? 5. Okay. 5 is Goro with Prince of Pain. I think we're going to get something very very different. Um yeah, you know, than what we just heard. Maybe something a little even maybe a little bit more akin to this uh, is gonna, to feel the pain.
2: I think it's going to be faster.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. These songs are oh, actually Oh, yeah. Really Look short. at the tags. Box. Yeah. Death yeah. Metalcore grind. Oh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's, see. That wouldn't. That's not what I would have expected. But you know looking what's not interesting this. is the Mortal Kombat. But but the juxtaposition
2: yeah. I think is. Uh, I think it is because
1: uh, I would have expected this to be like Young Guns playing like heavier style hardcore. It's
2: kind of what I expected
1: too. Yeah. But it
2: still doesn't make me appreciate the name of the band or the uh, Mortal Kombat artwork.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I, I guess, I guess I would agree with that. But I don't know. I think I kind of like it, man. I think I like it, especially if they're young people. This is a band from Arizona hey, as well. I, I might come around,
2: but right now, yeah,
1: I'm not sold. Okay, that's fair enough, man. Um, The first song is queued up to play. It's only 51 seconds long. If we feel like we need more, maybe we'll listen to the second one, too. Uh, But we're going to start, at least for now, with Pure Brute Force by Goro off of Prince of Pain.
0: Choose your destiny.
1: I think I got the picture. no I'm not sold. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, There's was,
2: too much reliance on Mortal Kombat here.
1: Yeah, yes, and like maybe that gimmick would be funny or interesting if the music was like truly undeniable. Yeah, but as it is, it's like very bog standard, yes. gore grindy. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. Fine. Right. Yeah. Seen a lot of bands that sound like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Yeah. No. It's it's not it's not it's certainly not bad, but like. Yeah, I, this ain't capturing my imagination. No, in twenty twenty three. You know, no, no, no. So yes, unfortunately, they just didn't do enough to earn. Right. What the? <laughs> what else is going on here? You yeah. know what I mean? Because I actually I like the demo art. I think it's dumb in a way that I find endearing. The samples were maybe like leaning into the bid a little too heavily. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
2: it, it oversold it. Yeah, it did right. oversell
1: it. Right. You know? And 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 with the music just being like I mean, squarely middling.
2: <laughs> As if the artwork wasn't egregious enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the samples just oversold it. Yeah, I, sure. I yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, no. Yeah. This is this is one where I have uh, I have little to say about it, but in the opposite direction of like, hey, this is so good, what can you say about it? This is just so of the mold, right? Yeah. Like this is exactly what it purports to be. It is like punky gore grind stuff. It had like obligatory gurgle vocals in there. What the what the fuck is Goro? Goro is uh, part of Wait, one. Is of, there
2: a lore behind Goro in the game? Because I hate the Mortal Kombat
1: game. Yeah, man, he's a he's a general in the armies of Shokan.
2: What the, what does that even fucking mean?
1: Well, dude, is he an alien? Shao Kahn is no, he's not an alien. He's part of he, no, man. Come on, dude. He's part he's part of Outworld. Outworld is dude, a I
2: don't pay t- I would I, I don't pay
1: attention. Outworld is a closely adjacent alternate dimension to okay. the Earth, right? Uh a dark dimension, a blighted Land yeah. uh, over which Shao Kahn rules, and he's part of a subterranean race. This is see. This is why I contest that I have some sort of uh, neurodivergence because uh, I know uh, the Goro lore. Uh, why do I know it? Because I don't really like don't, Mortal I, I, Kombat. I don't that much. know either,
2: man. I like, seriously, can you get guns in in the Shao? Can you get guns there? Just just kill him.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I mean, you can bring. Uh, yes, you can because there are cyborgs just in Outworld. Just shoot them. Right, like there, there. It's like uh, like yeah. There's 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 cyborgs there. Right. So why not just shoot? Why it? fucking put up with this bullshit? Yeah, for sure. Well, because because they have to. It's part of a. It's part of a an ancient tradition in which end it. They, yeah, I would agree. There's I plenty know. of
2: ancient traditions that we have ended, and others that we should end.
1: Listen, the 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 plot for Mortal Kombat is decidedly flimsy. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would not say so. Yeah. I just uh, yeah sure I'll come. That sounds like a great honor. <laughs> Blap. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's just
1: put it fucking into. I'm shit. tired of these fucking things, yeah, man. Ti- Look at this fucking thing. am <laughs> yeah, Tired of this tournament. I'm tired of this turn of the secret tournament. It's not
2: even fuck. It's not fun for fucking anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just sure. kill him.
1: Right. Yeah. Agree. Uh, <laughs> so, yo, this has nothing to do with anything. But before we roll the dice again, uh, I just like glanced at my phone real quick, and I, I saw a picture of back in like the late '80s, early '90s, when there were. Uh, particularly the the early 90s yeah. when TMNT hysteria was at its pinnacle. Oh, Late 80s? Yeah, late 80s too, but like oh, yeah. early 90s is like, you know, with the with the cartoon like oh, uh, yeah. after after the ori- original run of the comics it like d- run its course and everything and it, it got very hyper sterilized for kids and everything. Uh, you know, you could buy there was like fucking they had like the tur- turtle pies. I hey, I lived it. Yeah, I watched so I lived some of it.
2: You see that toy bin over there? Yeah, yeah, man, there's probably 50 Ninja Turtle figures.
1: I I know. Uh, But the thing that I saw, and I remember this, was they they had the Chef Boyardee, like TMNT, and I fucking loved that shit. Like, if I saw it on the shelves, I would beg my father to buy it for me, even though it was cost more for the exact same product, right? right? Gross either way. Gross either way. But here's the thing that I was going to say, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before. I don't know if I've ever said it to you. But until very recently, and I mean, like, we're talking the last five or six years, like yeah. fully into adulthood. Yeah. Chef Boyardee is one of those things where it's like, it's ingrained in my memory because it was like such a, a cultural touchstone of like kid's cuisine. Yeah. But past the age of 10, I wasn't, I never bought myself a Chef Boyardee product, right? Right. Like as an adult, once I was buying my own food, I wasn't buying Chef Boyardee. And in my head... Because I heard it when I was a kid, and I never investigated further, and I'm not looking at Chef Boy RD shit on the shelves as an adult. Mm -hmm. In my head, it was Chef Boy (laughs) RD, like (laughs) he was the Chef Boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And his and he had like and especially because it was from the 90s, which was peak like sick and cool. Right, right, right. You know know he's a real dude. Yeah, I know, I know, but like. It, it, it was peak like '90s was peak like ultra rad. Right. So I'm like, oh, he's the Chef Boy, and right. he's got a cool like acronym name like RD. And uh, until I was probably 29 years old, I, sh- I thought it was Chef Boy RD. So Chef Boy RD. Yeah, Ettore Boy RD. Yeah,
2: he's buried in Parma, Ohio. Oh no shit! The fuck don't we go visit? Yeah, we should go visit. Yeah, I'll probably so stop be. by and see him. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. That's just something I wanted to share. Um, I I know a lot of people have things that they don't learn embarrassingly until embarrassingly late in life, and mine was Chef Boy boy R.D. Yeah. Um, All right, what's, uh, what's next? Three. All right, three is. I have to highlight this to read it. I can't even. It's a bird's cage. I had to zoom in so fucking far. It's really bad. Empties the can. Look at this. Yeah, this is. It's crazy, dude. I I, I really. I beseech all of our listeners, click the link in the show notes and go look at how absolutely unusable this Bandcamp page is. From
2: Mansfield, Ohio, man. Mans- just
1: down the road. Yep, just, just down the way. So, uh, the song that was recommended to us is In Hell, which. Um, Is gonna be tough to find because. It's the second track. It's the second track? Okay, yeah, cool. I had to do another zoom in there. So we are gonna listen to In Hell by Bird's Cage off of Empties the Can. Empties the can. And uh, looking at, like, the... because So they were described as, like, young bloods or whatever, but I don't know. They've been around since at least 2016. So they've been around for seven years. Uh, I mean, they could have started when they were really young, so maybe, you know what I mean? But as a band, they're not young. I thought this was pretty good, but I'm going to be pedantic again and say, like, the description garage rock would not come to mind just hearing this in isolation. They have it in their tags, but they also have, like, butt but rock and post music and shit in their tags. Punk italic, whatever. And I thought that this was really, really good, actually. But maybe the reason that this is slept on, uh, as described by the submitter, is because the band camp is, like, un- unnavigable. And uh, because they're maybe, like... Maybe they're, like, uh, doing, like, a hyper-aloof self-sabotage thing where they, like, tag their band camp page, butt rock, and make it, like totally unable to 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 be deciphered by Mm. like the normal human eye and they're also releasing records that appear to be digital only that are like 22 tracks their last full length um was like 28 tracks so it's also like undigestible portions of music and i i I haven't looked through all the tracks but it seems at least a couple of them yeah like
2: mood killer Appears on an EP from 2016. Sure. So there might be some recycling going on in there. Yeah, Who
1: knows? and it, it seems like maybe the their lack of uh, of broader success is like either by design or is just like an unfortunate side effect of the difficult personalities that comprise this band. Based on what I'm viewing here, because I thought the music was really solid. I guess it was garagey in the sense that like some of those mid 2000s to late 2000s bands that kind of were described as garage rock but weren't really bands like no age and stuff and that there's like yeah there's like some noodly kind of garage rock influence guitar in there and uh there's tambourine and shit like that so yeah it's in the long lineage of garage rock but it feels like decidedly kind of slacker indie rock yeah in presentation yeah, and yeah, I, I yeah. thought this it was is, a good version of it
2: i thought I thought this was pretty decent yeah it's it's this This seems like the perfect sound for a band from Central Ohio. Yeah. That is just slept on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this sounds like a. Oh, wow. Like a surprising find in Central Ohio.
1: This is a band that, like you know, you're you're doing a weekender or you're doing like a ten day yeah and they're on the flyer and you're like, uh oh, man, this is probably gonna suck. Like it's a shitty it's like a pretty shitty name. Bird's Cage and you're like, God, we're we gonna play with some fucking townie band in Mansfield. And, and they then f- they play and you're like, and oh this is it. they fucking kill it. This is one of the best bands we played with on this yeah. run, you know? And but, they're sick. Yeah, exactly. And
2: uh you know you're like wow and then you go to their band camp and see that you can't fucking read anything in their band camp. Yeah. There's
1: no physical copies of every, anything. Yeah, exactly. And uh there's and there's a density to it that isn't intimidating to interact with yeah it's impenetrable like i'm i i really liked this but i'm not on the hook for 22 tracks at a time you know what i mean yeah that's a lot like yeah i mean maybe i am maybe if i'm in the right mood i guess But
2: i'm telling you that i'm probably not paying attention after track 10 yeah
1: yeah exactly i'm I'm going about my day and this becomes background music yeah for sure so i think there are a lot of factors that are uh, very obviously working against this having a broader appeal the music itself is really good. Uh, we have enough listeners to this show that would enjoy this that maybe maybe that will shift. There's, there's a lot of other
2: bands that are contemporary with this that are getting a lot more hype. Yeah, 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 for sure. That aren't. You know, but a stone's throw away from this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so I don't know if the if the people who listen or who play in this band will listen to this show. I also don't care if they're too drunk or don't know if they're too drunk or stoned. Uh, to, and, t- hey, don't take to our take word heat. for it because we just
2: admitted we've never made a dime to doing
1: this. Yeah, for sure. But I will say usually I'm of the mind like, hey, don't take our advice on this one. I, I will just say if this isn't by design, if you're not being intentionally obtuse, Change the things that we mentioned on this, and I think you'll probably do a lot better, because Vacation is a sick band that's been going for a long time, and they liked you guys enough to produce your record. Yeah, Uh, I liked it enough to play it on my show and say, hey, this is really good, and I liked it enough that I'll probably actually make the effort to go to band camp and like sit down with this at some point this week, so... If you're not doing this by design, if you guys are just too stoned or clueless to know what the fuck you're doing, change a few things, and I think probably a lot more people will interact with this. Um, but based simply on the strength of the music, I thought it was real good. Uh, let's roll the dice one more time. We only got, like, a couple messages to listen to. So How many we got left? Uh, we got four left. All right. Uh, three. All right. Three is Mean Jeans with Blasted. This is... Uh, this is coming out in February so it's just a single right now February 9th is the uh, full release date for this um, yeah I don't know man just like it, it's on fat the presentation is such that I'm just like no you know no thanks yeah um, but maybe I don't know been surprised before I've been surprised many many times dude I was show.
2: looking through like like I was looking through fat records discography. And at least through two thousand two, yeah, nothing. They have an avail release in like ninety nine, yeah, of like a, I guess maybe a re recording of earlier tracks. Sure, um, you know, sick of it all. Has some 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 albums on Fat Right, but I'm done paying attention to them by then. Yeah,
1: literally fucking nothing. No, it's just not my world, man. No, if it's it like an it's 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 an alien planet yeah and like I know a lot of people are like uh, got into hardcore and punk by way of epitaph and fat records, and I didn't take that route, and I think it's just one that it, it
2: it's basically
1: go. impossible to go back.
2: I don't have anything in my collection from fat until two thousand two with situationist comedy by Dillinger Four okay, there you go
1: there you go, and that is a that is definitely an outlier right. So, uh, let's do it. Let's see. Let's see if I've been sleeping on Mean Jeans, because they've been around for a long fucking time, uh, I think. I think <laughs> Are you sure? Because th- we don't pay attention to bands like this. Yeah, but I've seen their name around forever and ever. Like, I, I think I think their shit came out. I, I think this band came out in, like, I don't know, man, like, I want to say they've been doing stuff for over a decade, like 2007, 8. American old school pop
2: punk band from Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, 2009. There
1: you go. So they've been around for a a long fucking while. Been on Dirt
2: Nap and then Fat Rack.
1: Okay. All right, let's see. Um, Rehab.
2: Like they've got EPs and other labels, but you know.
1: Okay. So we're going to listen to I Don't Give a Shit Anymore by Mean Jeans off of Blasted. I don't give a shit anymore by mean jeans off a of blasted. How'd you feel about it? All right. Yeah.
2: We we we've occasionally get a pop punk release in. Yeah. It's not really either one of our things. Sure. There's a few things. There's a few pop punk records I like, right? Yeah. First few Vandals records. Yep. Like them. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I love I love the first few Riverdale's records, uh Queers records, yeah, Screeching like Beasle records. Queers, yeah.
2: Few yeah, here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure um this obviously right obviously this is like like not all punk pop pop punk jesus fuck yeah not all pop punk is just blatant ramones right right yes a lot of it is sure and and the thing i I always think when i hear them is everything that's you know like i like the ramones part of this Mm -hmm. and the stuff that makes this not the ramones i don't care Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I don't care what makes you different than the Ramones because
1: all this makes me want to do is listen to the fucking Ramones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can can definitely understand that perspective. I think there is stuff that I I have. This is another one that I just have, like, generally more, a little bit more tolerance for than you. And, like, I can go slightly farther afield on this. Like, there are parts of this. So there's the obvious Ramones core aspect of this. But then, like, I really, really liked that lead that like, the, that yeah. came in at the beginning and it was repeated a few times. Yeah. There is also, like, some of the ergs in this, which I really like and is, like, sure. too far afield for you, I would say. I've heard the ergs. Yeah. I just don't listen. To, like, I'm not saying that I'm telling you to turn this off. Sure,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I am saying is, it's like, well, fuck, you know, now I, I want to listen to the remotes. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, like, you know, fucking... The first couple of Vandal's records don't make me think that. Right. Right. Yeah. I like those records, um, and it's just kind of like whatever. Pop punk isn't really my fucking thing. Sure. You know, it just it just thus I don't own anything from Fat Records until two thousand two.
1: Yeah, I'll get in a mood every once in a while where I'll I'll spend a day or two like revisiting the classics. I'll put on like the Queers and the Dwarves and shit like that. And I think the Dwarves is distinctly different than it is. Yeah. It's harder edged for sure. Um, but you know, I, but for whatever reason, when I'm when I'm listening to love songs for the retarded, I usually also listen to Blood Guts and Pussy. You know, yeah. it's in the same general. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's world. distinctly different. Like yeah.
2: you know. I don't know, this was fine, but yeah. I'm I'm never going to like, hey, let me, let me fucking pull out this Mean Jeans record.
1: Yeah, I might. I might, man. I really, really liked this a lot. But it tiptoed up to a line of sort of like cutesy self-awareness that it might, it might step over in the runtime of a whole record. Like, looking at the guys in the band, like, none of them would like me and I wouldn't be a friend to any <laughs> of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think? N- definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're not friends to anybody. Well, I, I, we, we'd give each other, like, a like a cordial head nod How's when we see going? each other in public. You know what I mean? How's like, it going? What's up? We've been in the same extended social circles for for two decades yeah. and we're still not friends. That's, a, that's the impression I get from these guys. But, like, I did really like this with that one caveat, which is like, okay, maybe, maybe this goes too far afield on this sort of like cutesy, we're just doing Ramon songs kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could wear on me over the
2: course of oh, fifty songs. If ev- if every fucking track yeah. has like seventy percent Ramones, yeah. Come on. Sure. Why bother? Yeah, I mean, and some
1: some of that stuff I really, like, some of the like straight up Ramon stuff, like the first couple Riverdale's records, I fucking love, and they are full fucking Ramon's. Yeah, records, I mean, it's know? fine, right?
2: Yeah. But like, you know, whatever. It's kind of like, for me, you know, the Misfits are the only band that sounds like the Misfits that I really like. Yeah, you know what I mean. There yeah. are there are others where I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fucked. This is pretty good. Sure. You know what I mean? But like. The only one that I'm bumping all the time is the Misfits. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing here. I feel like unless you're just out to be an obtuse contrarian, yeah. like you like the Ramones. Sure. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Like come on. Yeah. Right? That's that's like that's like that's almost like required to get through the door. Yeah. You know? Sure.
1: And uh but I don't re- really care that much about bands that ape the Ramones that. Much. I feel you. I, I mean, I mean, I, I get that perspective, but I, I like a lot of that stuff because I think that unlike the Misfits, even though the Misfits were actually referencing a lot of the same stuff that the Ramones were, they did such a specific thing with it, whereas the Ramones very much musically feel like a continuation of like the fucking Bay City Rollers. Sure, sure, you know sure. I mean?
2: and that, that was their—I mean, that's what they— that's basically what they, what their intent. Right, exactly. Right.
1: So when, I, when I hear this sort of Ramones core pop punk shit, it doesn't grade on me as much because even though, though the Ramones are a singular band for so many reasons and like their aesthetic, when they did what they did for how long and to what a high level they right. did, what they did, the, the fundamental seed of what makes the Ramones is so much more universal than I think the fundamental seed that like composes the misfits mm. that like I can rock with a lot more Ramones core style stuff. Stuff, uh, in a way that I can't rock with a lot of I w- I would, kind of shit. I
2: would agree that the Misfits
1: are a much more singular thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? But
2: yeah, yeah I don't th- this was fine. I'm not going to tell you to turn it off. I'm also probably not going to pay attention to it that much.
1: Yeah, I'll probably revisit it when it, when it comes out in its entirety in February because I, I did really like that single. And it had a lot in common with some of the sort of like power pop, you revival shit that was pop punk adjacent in the early 2000s, like the Exploding Hearts and shit that I also really love. So yeah, I'll, I'll check this out when it comes out. You know what? Fucking tighten it up.
2: Yeah, shorten it up a little bit. Put some blasts in there. Distort, <laughs> right? Yeah. Take it down to like I don't know, forty-one seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's. Uh, we got a couple messages, I think. Let's listen to those, and then we'll we'll call it a night. All right,
2: dude. I think Jeff, Chef Chef Borodi might have been kind of a sick dude. Yeah. I think. What's his deal? I'm gonna. I I need to read up on him. Let's let me let me see here. Okay. I want to say that he was kind of a sick dude. Like, he wanted to help the world by bringing his fucking good Italian food to people. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, a, a shitty colonialist. But we know that's not true. Yeah. Right? Right. Let's see. Uh, after leaving his position as head chef of the Plaza Hotel, a hey, dude could cook. Yeah, for sure. Right? In New York City. We already opened up a restaurant called il giardino d'italia the garden of Iti- italy in 1924 people went fucking crazy um and then uh, uh in-, in cleveland ohio okay the idea for chef Beard came about when res- restaurant customers began asking him for his spaghetti sauce which he began distributing milk bottles right yeah 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 so like it, that's what i mean like it came from a real place it wasn't just this like have you ever opened up a turtle? I've never opened up a turtle. It no. Looks like a can of Chef Boardy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've told with me this. Guts you've in it. told me this it's before. It's like a yeah, bucket yeah, of yeah.
1: slop. Yeah, 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 sure. So it was before Chef Boardy just became cans of slop. Right. It's, man, that's a thing that happens a lot in like American history is that like some enterprising immigrant who is yeah. like really performing at the top of his yeah, trade right. comes up with another enterprising right. idea. To, to sort of right. uh, to spread his his in this case cuisine around right. around the country around the world yeah, and then a hundred years after he's long gone, they're still just slapping his face on cans of bullshit yeah, just po- I know. poisoning the population I know, I know it's
2: like not even it's like he's he's spinning so fast in his grave <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean that he's like you know powering a small city <laughs> yeah, yeah. right just fucking wrap him in copper wires and look at him go yeah right? for sure. The military commissioned his company to make rations for the boys in World War II
1: because uh, okay. they fought Hitler's hordes. Sure. Right? Okay, so that makes sense how you're... That's that Now we see the path towards yeah. the canned good. I
2: have my suspicions that he was a sick dude. Yeah.
1: Um, at least he could cook. I'm sure, considering when he lived, he probably had a lot of good ideas about things. Yeah, he probably, he probably did, <laughs> yeah. right?
2: Yeah. You know? What are you going to do? So what I think...
3: Um, we all find the most egregious about raising your child punk, which is, you know, a punchline just about every week, is that it's absurd to think that you can prescribe something as deeply personal as taste to another living being without them resisting it. I think uh, people's understanding of God is very similar, where if you've had the uh, understanding of god prescribed to you naturally you're going to resist it as opposed to if you conceive of it yourself you will feel more empowered and enriched by it i think that's also why nowadays uh there's there's no need for an old head or an og to put you on because the internet allows you to sort of explore your taste on your own you don't have to have any taste assigned to you um, and I think it's also safer these days because if you were hanging out with an old head with the newsy hat, you were definitely just kicking it with a pedophile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, there's, there's probably some truth to that. I, yeah. Well, n- not probably. Like, specifically, specifically, like, thinking about, like, OG, you know, skinhead, motherfucker, punk motherfuckers right. that I've known, they were all trying to fuck 15 year old girls. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, that's why you become a skinhead. Right. <laughs> to fuck 15 year old girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's the main reason. So, that's definitely true. <laughs> at the very least it's safer. I would push back and say that it's still it's still good to, like if you're if to have people in your in your local scene that are older that are at least helping say like hey, this is some older shit that is cool because with the immediacy of punk and hardcore, which is uh, it, essential to its its longevity and continued existence. I think with the internet constantly spitting like a never-ending feed of new releases at you that are all very good, it can be very easy to just skip over the old shit and not realize like, oh, wow, we have 40 years of stuff prior to this that rocks. So I think it's still yeah, you, nice. You,
2: you come in where you come in.
1: Yeah, exactly, which is all okay. good. I, I have no no problem with that at all. I think coming in at the current moment is always like the move, honestly. Um, and anybody who tells you that it wasn't that way previously is, is lying. Like y- you got into... No. You got into hardcore through strife, and then you went backwards. You come in when you come in. Yeah, and maybe. then
2: you realize, like, oh, shit, all this stuff was way fucking better
1: Yeah, 1982. <laughs> <Yes, yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> but, but regardless of whether or not you come to that conclusion, like, I think it's still good to have like older sort of paragons of your local scene just wearing the cool T-shirt to be like, hey, man, check this out. But largely, yeah, I think that you're right. And your comments and uh, observations about prescribing taste are, are spot on. That's why I always appreciated my my dad because he was into cool shit and there was cool shit in the house that was free for me to explore. If I wanted to pull a record out of the collection, I could do so. But never at any point did he sit down and say, this is what I'm into and this is what you should listen we to. We said it before.
2: I, I, I intentionally, don't you fucking touch my shit. <laughs> Right, yeah, for sure. Like, like I would make yeah. it like forbidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it's the forbidden fruit. Right, right. Yeah. Like, turn this shit off, don't you? This is mine. <laughs> right. Is I instill in things. them, I, dude. That yeah. If I had kids, yeah, get like real fucking strict. Yeah. Real strict. Like I'm talking like, uh, I, I'm talking. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm talking like, uh, you know, I'm doing this because I love you style of Christianity. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, believe me, this hurts me too. Right, and real, and then make them hate God. <laughs> and then when they finally, when they're like twenty-five, are like, "Why did you do this to us?" Yeah. Like you, you did it.
1: You did it. Yeah,
2: success, son. I love you so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, sure. That's, you guys did it. That's an. Uh, that's not a frequently talked about parenting. You style. passed the test. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. you passed. The t- yes, your entire childhood was a test. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Come give me a hug. <laughs> I'm sure they would warm right up to that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we got a couple texts. Um, In regards to Nate's story about letting a lizard bite him to see what it would feel like and waiting with the phone next to him because he didn't have health insurance and how it is an indictment on how corrupt our system is, well, I'm usually on your side in this type of argument. In this case, arguing that young men should let well-documented poisonous poisonous lizards bite them to, quote, see what it feels like, would at any other time sound like it came straight out of a Rush Limbaugh straw man argument against why healthcare should be free? (laughs) Fantastic story. Regardless, (laughs) keep them coming.
2: I didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know, in that moment, I was uh, an example of everything that's wrong with healthcare in America. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, that fucker bit hard.
1: I bet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have a theory and I wanted to ask you guys what you think about it. I work with people with IDD. Uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities, and I have come to the conclusion that Jesus was severely autistic or had some kind of intellectual disability. I can definitely see some of the dudes I work with claiming they are the son of God. Also, that cross EP has been on repeat since last week's episode. So good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Uh, well, so it is actually a, uh, it's like a well-documented occurrence. I had a friend in uh, high school whose mother was profoundly mentally ill who— Claim to be the son of God or the the daughter of God. They, they were all mentally Ill. reincarnated uh, Jesus Christ, right? But yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think that you got to work with developmentally developmentally disabled folks to come to the conclusion that it might have just been a guy who was deeply delusional. Yeah. Um, I mean, also a lot of people who find themselves in positions of great influence uh, historically are like profoundly mentally. Ill. Is it any fucking wonder that they hung him up? No. Like, what an
2: egotistical, annoying prick. Yeah, for sure. Throw that guy on the cross. Right. Jesus is fucking guy. If you knew
1: that guy. Yeah. See, because that's the thing. That's I've, the, yeah. I've known a million guys right. like that no. who are like, I got
2: the answers, I man. don't even have to know him. All I got to do is be fucking eating my biscuits and gravy in a restaurant, yeah. and some 45-year-old dude comes in with fucking long hair and a top knot or some shit trying to look like
1: Jesus of Nazareth, and I'm like, this fucking guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nope, straight to the re-education camps with you, man. Right Um, out the door you go, dude. Can you imagine, like, if you're just chilling in Judea and you're trying to fucking, you're trying to count up the tax money or whatever. Yeah. And this fucking cocksucker comes in, flips the tables. I'm the son of God. Yeah, I know. But like, yo, who the fuck is gonna pay for shit to get fixed around here? (laughs) Yeah, dude. What 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 are we gonna do about the crumbling infrastructure? (laughs) How the fuck do you think civilization works, you fucking asshole? (laughs) Yeah, dude, straight up, if I met Jesus in the day, I would tell him to suck my dick.
2: Yeah, it's what an annoying prick. Let me fucking eat lunch, man. Trust me, follow
1: me, and I'll I'll take you to the fucking ball. I'm sure you fucking will. I'm trying to enjoy my unleavened bread, you fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? Yo, yo, I got a hard enough out here in the fucking
2: heat, the sweltering heat of this miserable fucking desert. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, I'm a goat farmer, man. Right. Fuck you.
2: Jesus Christ, you've seen the conditions I live in. I live in a fucking mud hut. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, my fucking my fucking toes got more hair than my head. Fucking, <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Right, yeah. cure, cure that, cure yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if he was autistic. Uh, I, it's unlikely that he even was a historical. Holy person, fuck! What the fuck are we even doing out here
2: scratching at the fucking earth in this miserable fucking hell?
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here.
2: This fucking guy again. <laughs> right. Yeah, for right? sure. Right. Yes. Oh, here he comes with his fucking buddies, coming to fucking raise some hell. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. You know that's what he did, Absolutely. dude. Dude, thirteen dudes rolling into town. Yeah, they're sucking. You know they're sucking. Of they're course, doing things. Dude, they're washing. Yes. E- they're washing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a whole sure. fucking thing when they come and you're like these motherfuckers, dude. It's, this
1: dude never shuts up about how fucking great he is. Yeah, it's no wonder that they put him up on the cross. That's what I said, I, I I would, I would have done the same. It's a wonder. It, it's a wonder it took thirty three years. I constantly, you know, he's an annoying kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Precocious. Yeah. Uh, I mean listen, dude, I've I've encountered guys like this at bars many times and straight up been like, hey man, if you don't stop talking to me, I'm gonna hit you in your fucking mouth. Yeah. Right? So I don't do And he I don't just comes any...
2: up never hey, let me make you fishers of men. Let they come follow me. Yo, my dad, my dad lives in the sky, made yeah. me, I'm the fucking best.
1: Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck you, man. They're all like that.
2: Yeah, they are. Oh, I went out in the fucking desert and Fucking sat around and meditated a bunch of shit. Look at all this crazy shit I saw. I swear it's true. Sure.
1: Okay. And, and listen, man, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Every time we see a modern example of this guy. <laughs> yeah,
2: what? Well, yeah, exactly. They're
1: just they're, they're just, just trying just, to fuck right. people's we wives and shit. We send
2: the ATA the ATF after. <laughs> right. Right.
1: All they're doing is trying to fuck your wife yeah. and get your like, money. How come this doesn't work now? Or fuck your kids. How come it doesn't work now? Oh, I wonder. Wow. I wonder. Maybe it's because we live in a, an age where we have access to the basic information and basic resources, yeah. and we don't have to believe some fucking beleaguered fucking madman right. wandering into the right. into town right. spewing nonsense. Right. right. Oh, right?
2: look, here's that fucking creep that went to sleep with my fucking daughter. Yeah, 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 Right. For sure. My underage daughter. So says all he's, a, sa- he's a son of God. All I'm Fuck. saying
1: is I bet Jesus and his posse were probably fucking their way across the, the Middle East. <laughs> and they you left know, a fucking yeah. trail of ooze yeah. where they went. <laughs> Just like they- (laughs) Ooze freaks. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus and his ooze freaks.
2: I tell you right now, yeah. I'm reading that book. Because yeah. <laughs> it has ooze in it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, you know, for yeah. sure. Like yeah. honestly, I'm probably a Christian if it's if it's Jesus and the Twelve. <laughs>
1: you've you've talked <laughs> before about like you know how like you take like a classic black metal record like yeah. a Dark Throne record <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you throw them saying soupy poop, soupy into poop, it. or or, or nido boobs or yeah. something, and it's done. And it's done. Inversely, <laughs> right. if the Bible were totally the same, but it was Jesus Christ and his posse of ooze freaks, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this, yeah, is, this sick. is sick. This, <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah, this is fucking awesome. That's <laughs> the like only you thing you have to change." Yeah, you
2: go to like the Sistine Chapel, right? <laughs> yeah. And fucking, you know, you look up at the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, and it's like dripping ooze freaks, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and God is like reaching out. That I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Right, <laughs> yeah. the Last Supper, right? Right. Yeah, the yeah, table's yeah. just covered
1: in scum. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the only thing you'd have to change. Yeah. All the doctrine, everything <laughs> else, could everything be exactly the say. same. Just give me those ooze freaks. Ex- yeah, for sure. It just goes to show you, man. Just like marketing, marketing, presentation, well, honestly, aesthetic.
2: We we can say that Christianity's been
1: been wildly. Successful. <laughs> they, they have, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I mean the fact that normal people walk around with, like, an idol of just a man nailed to a plank of wood is, yeah. like... I mean, it's a but testament to... But they walked a around with an ooze freak... An ooze freak, dude, yeah, for sure. I would, per- I would perk up. I'd be like, wait, one <laughs> second. I think I've been wrong about this Christianity thing.
2: I'd go talk to those people down in the corner with their pamphlets.
1: Absolutely, yeah, if they're just, like, hey, preaching the gospel to ooze honestly, freaks. Honestly, DIY.
2: Yeah. There's nothing preventing us from making
1: pamphlets of ooze freaks. That's true, there is nothing. We... <laughs> There's nothing stopping <laughs> Okay, so we got one more message. It's from Grant. Hey, dudes, it's Grant. Got around to compiling my recent end-of-the-year list, and I can't help but be grateful that a large portion I've heard from either the podcast directly or from the Facebook group, which I'm now more reliant upon since I deleted Twitter. But although I'm sharing this list, I don't expect you to read them all, but to highlight some that pique your interest, hope to see you boys down in India at Longshot for the Judy and the Jerks show December 21st as well. Take care, of y'all. Yeah, I am going to try to make it down for that yeah, show. Yeah, I'm going to try to make it down. Um. So, yeah, I am not going to read... I don't know. I can read it. I can read a few of these. There's some, there's tons of stuff on here. I mean, there's no brain
2: than chain whip,
1: obviously chain whip, uh, that home front games of power, right? Right. Uh, the new destruct, which I haven't heard that many people talking about. It's just as good as the first one. Speed plan. It's fucking awesome. Yes, Exactly. Um, yeah, that New
2: Destruct is sick.
1: It's fucking great, man. Uh, the Planet Unchained, which we had... Uh, that was really fucking good. We had on the show, and I think, rightly, more people have been talking about that band, finally. It's fucking awesome. Um, that Big Laugh Relief is release is great. Don't forget about that, because it came out like right at the beginning of the year, and it's fucking awesome. Delco MFs. Yep, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Gope, obviously. We saw them. They fucking mm-hmm. ripped. The Little Angels shit is fucking awesome. Um good good demos on here the uh new concealed blade promo i'm very fucking psyched to see them next week hey, finally the,
2: the new no time is it's coming out next week it's fucking sick too
1: uh no, the no time record is, is it out. it's out it's yeah, out it's online fucking sick yeah too. for sure that is a that's a major omission on this list cuz that record is Truly fucking incredible. Uh, The demos look good. The Rejects demo is fucking great. I mean, no Colossal Man demo, but I'm just going to assume that was just a clerical oversight in your part, Grant. And then the second part of this message is uh, an executioner standing over a man, and it says, also have recently been pondering the deeds and events that could be, and this is without question, Nate. Yeah, probably, maybe. In a past life. I saw a, uh, I saw in a museum, like a picture of a museum today that was like, uh, it was like the garment, uh, the, the the ceremonial garment and the acts of like one of the Pope's like personal executioners oh, yeah. that he like committed, I don't know, he like executed like 550 people in or whatever. Dude, people
2: go crazy for those ooze freaks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, <laughs> they really they got know, out of control. They really do.
1: But that's another thing that actually like I'm thinking about at this exact moment is that sure like when we're talking about it on a, a, a ma- like a geopolitical level a historical level and speaking at, on it from an ethical point of view right things like the crusades or like the pope having a personal executioner and that kind of shit is bad yeah. but i'm just saying like if we lived in a time when maybe you could be like the red-robed personal executioner Dude, of the pope it is pretty sick it's like wait man this Red, is maybe kind of this is kind of cool wait, actually Yeah, it is pretty sick <laughs> this is but it's also pretty sick. weird but like
2: Hey, you remember the stories about that dude that was uh, really annoying in the desert (laughs) They hung him up? Yeah, yeah, I remember that motherfucker. (laughs) So do I. Chop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's deeply bizarre. It's really bizarre. But you got to think, like, I've I've read a lot about, like, uh, medieval executioners specifically and how they were kind of pariahs, but yeah. they made a really good living. So well, they that's had a why lot, they wore the fucking hood. They had a lot, of, exactly. But they had a lot of money to throw around, but like nobody really wanted to associate with them. Either. Yeah. That's kind of the move, dude. It is kind of the move. If, if you're living, if you got to eke your way and through the fucking mud and muck and mire of medieval they're, they're society. They're
2: like, they're like the Glen Danzig of their
1: time. Yeah, for sure. I, was, I think, you know what? Shout out to medieval executioners. <laughs> yeah, for sure. An oft used, you know, uh, kind of uh, aesthetic right. reference point right. for metal and shit like that. But as guys, like they were just they were uh, they were a Mike Rowe. They were doing a dirty job. Hey, you know what I mean? You know, no
2: one ever said they liked it. Yeah, exactly. Like getting paid. Was yeah. it hardcore? Probably not. Right, right.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, with that, our <laughs> our uh, our our ode to the medieval executioner, I guess we'll call it, and uh, and we'll reconvene next week. Thanks as always to everybody who listens. We'll see you.